listening to The Atomic Geeks, a podcast covering movies, TV, comic books, video games, and everything in between. So geeky. Oh, hello there, and welcome back to The Atomic Geeks podcast. This is episode 80 you're listening to. My name is Michael DiGiovanni, and I'm sitting firmly in the captain's chair tonight. Uh, and as always, I'm podcasting under the influence because I'm drinking a very tasty pork slap pale ale. That's right. Now, <laughs> let's see what other more than ordinary, dare I even say extraordinary gentlemen, are joining me this evening. Well, hello, Michael and everyone else. It's Andrew Bloom calling in from London in my hidden basement studio that is almost finished. I am drinking a tall, light blue can of Keller, and it tastes like beer and a little bit of metal. Jesus Christ. Pork slap ale, I swear to God. Now you're just making shit up for crying out loud. Oh, hello, Internet. It's your pal Christian from his basement in the town of Oakville. And in my hand from the holy waters of Wisconsin is my old friend, Old Milwaukee. Old Milwaukee been a bear since 1934. Wow. Um, covering for Mike Downs again, as usual, is uh, Mark Dury here in Toronto. Um, I am drinking warm Diet Sprite that my mother-in-law left here. Um, <laughs> no beer left in the house, so uh, no wine because she drank that when she was here too. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to have to make do with that and some ice cubes. So you're, gonna just have sitting, to... you're just sitting there getting carbonated on your spritzer mixer then. Oh, it's flat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Dury, calm down. Relax. You've got time to say what you need to say. Just don't rush it. Son-in-law, make me another spritzer. <laughs> I was going to say, Dury, your life could be like a sitcom with your hard-drinking women that you are surround yourself with, eh? These, yeah, these. If you marry a woman from Quebec, man, that's that's what you're signing up for. Oh, they'll get you. Yep. <laughs> well, yes, as our friend Mark Dury uh, said, Mister Michael Downs is unfortunately not going to be joining with us. That's a sigh of relief I hear from the rest of the Atomic Geeks. And, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so quiet. It's, it's permanent here. now, right? Is it, I, I, I won't well, get made fun of. Yeah, well, the restraining order is not official yet. We're just waiting for the final signatures, but we're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, Dury, I would say to any people that have uh you know been listening for a long time you pretty much are now one of the regular atomic geeks i think you've been on the last like five of the last six episodes <laughs> wonderful get, get so, that man so shirt for that t-shirt yeah, I, think he, I think you've been on the show the same time amount as andrew has <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely drank as much as i have i think i probably i probably contributed more too <laughs> I was just waiting for that joke. <laughs> I'm going home. Oh wait. <laughs> oh. Well, it's always a pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, let's that's... get this thing done so I can go to bed. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this motherfucker up. Hey! My atomic pick this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we get into our better than average topic for the evening. Let's see if there's any 
Geek news. Yes, so geek news. Who's got some for me? Come on. Hey there, Mr. DiGiovanni. I'm back in the saddle, and I brought back with me some of that geek news that everyone's been clamoring for all over the Internet. And here it is. So for fans of the Walking Dead comic book, now know, obviously, that there's some fancy new television show coming to the AMC network sometime pretty soon. And today, on the Twitter, we all found out that the official trailer was released. Uh, I think the entire internet saw it. We all saw zombies. We all saw that sheriff dude. And I'm sure we all have thoughts on it. I'm curious what they are. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I'm a long time big fan and reader of Robert Kirkman slash Image Comics Walking Dead. I think it's a great fucking book. Uh, and, you know, the I've been pretty excited about the news of a TV series. I think it's going to make, it has all the ingredients to make a fucking fantastic TV show. And from the, this was about four minutes worth of footage. I thought it looked pretty fucking good. That looks movie quality. I was going to say, like, you're watching that, you're thinking, this is for television. Wow, they're spending the bucks on this one. It looks awesome. And I, I've never read the comic book, although Dijo's probably coerced me once in a while to, to pick it up, yet never lended it to me. Um, but the, uh, the trailer looks fan-fucking-tastic, as DJ would say, and I think I might have to watch that. Coming uh, Halloween night. Yes, what? that's right. Released Halloween. Mark Dury, have you, have you read the comic book? Yes, I am, I am not quite current, although I am uh, very deep into it, um, as is my wife, who is a huge fan of it, for all the lady listeners out there, if you're looking for a female opinion to, <laughs> to throw on the pile there. She, she loves it. I'm a big fan of the comic book. I have to say, though, this trailer did not do a lot for me. Really? It, uh, no, it didn't. It uh, The pacing seemed really lopsided. Uh, the makeup and everything on the zombies looks pretty decent. No complaints there. I just i am not sold on Frank Darabont as a director, I guess. I know he did... Um, the Green Mile and things like that and Shawshank, well, he, Shawshank Redemption. Redemption. Yeah, he did the Shawshank Redemption. He also did the Majestic. You know, and which, uh, Porky's Three, I think, as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's it's hitting a lot of the the right marks, I guess, in some ways. But boy, that trailer does not exactly move along at a fast clip. Well, I don't know. Let me let me just say uh, downs. I mean, oh, sorry. What am I saying? Dury. Um, and if there's anything that I've learned from doing this fantastic uh, thing called podcasting, is that. Fucking trailers are mysterious, mischievous little friggin' bitches for crying out loud. I mean, they say, they send so many different messages, and the only real proof in the pudding is to see that friggin' show when it comes out, I think. You know, I'm a little surprised, Dury, that you would say that, because I think what they balanced the trailer out on was showing zombie action, hot and heavy, but then they also wanted to show some character moments, because like I said, this wasn't a 90 second, uh, you know, trailer. This was a bit long form, so. I, I found it at times was extremely exciting. Like I think the ending shot of you know the you know the lead character basically being trapped in a tank and all the zombies swarming is to Andrew what he said earlier is like cinematic in quality. Right. And I thought there was a great choice of fucking music at the end of that. That was just my opinion. I thought that was pretty awesome. So I'm a little surprised that you found the pacing. A little strange, because I mean, what, what was it? Did you like? Was it the actors? Well, maybe, maybe part of it, and I will totally cop to this. That okay, I'm 
fancy myself an editor. Um, <laughs> and so maybe it's just a little bit of insider whatever. Uh, I mean, it's certainly not that I'm petty about it, but using that song at the end, it's just, it's kind of easy. It's doing, it's doing all the heavy lifting for you there. It's making, it's a, it's serving as a counterpoint to all these gruesome shots and the, the horribleness that the world is. And they're playing this sort of sweet little, um, you know, music box song in the background that's supposed to really make you feel weirded out. But it's so been we, done over yeah. and over again. But what you, so you would have preferred it if we would have had, whoa, heaven's <laughs> on fire or something. <laughs> like rounded round by rat, you know. <laughs> what goes around comes around. <laughs> well, it could certainly work doing something like that. Maybe some Maiden, you know, a little give a little throw to Eddie. Love um, gun. <laughs> I was hoping the zombies would be faster. Um, you know, uh, the plotting sort of stilted walk. Sorry, after 28 days later and 28 weeks later, I'm spoiled. I like zombies to move quickly. Well, that that movie, that series of movies is like a zombie genre all its own, I think. I mean, they yeah. basically kind of like establish the fact, okay, these are our zombies and nobody else can have them, so to speak, I think. Yeah. And yeah. they have to address that here because this this comic, which I think this is a misstep, it starts the same way that 28 Days Later started, with a guy waking up basically in the hospital. Yeah, and, I uh, think that's yeah, that's true. But, I mean, to say that the zombies don't move fast enough, I mean, based off the comic book, these are your quote-unquote George A. Romero classic zombies, like the I'm-eating-brains, slow-plotting-moving. I mean, that's how they're presented in the, in the graphic yeah. novel. That's... I mean, really, the way that uh, the writer Robert Kirkman always described the series, The Walking Dead, was, you know, what this is the zombie movie that never ends. So that's right. why I think like it make it's sort of that classic zombie, but in sort of a you know long form. What would the what would people trying to live in that world kind of what would their story be about? So right. yeah, I mean, I agree because you you know it kind of ruined Danny Boyle's um, film. Kind of, I think, made a lot of people go fuck. Now that is a you know a revolutionary way to think of zombies when they're they're fast and furious. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, that I can't see that as a complaint that oh the zombies are a bit slow moving. I mean, I kind of expected that to be honest. Sure. Yeah. I just uh, I guess I, I was hoping to see something a little more edgy here, something a little not quite so conventional. This looks very much like. A TV uh, movie to me. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Now you're talking about zombie ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one thing that actually kind of threw me off about this trailer, um, uh, funnily enough, was uh, the accent, the deep southern accent of the sheriff. I never, when I read the comic book, I never heard his voice that way. You know what I mean? I never heard the accent. It just seemed kind of weird to me. That's all. Yeah, it sounded like you in your head. Everybody sounds like me in my head. It's That's true. Hard. I guess the character Rick, I mean, this is based down in the South, though, and their objective is to kind of get to, I believe it's Atlanta. So, yeah, I agree with you, Chris. That threw me off a little bit. I mean, my inner voice uh, always generally tells me to kill my parents. But uh, this, uh, you know, that's not how I heard him speak either. So, uh, but uh, for me, I thought, I mean, I thought it looked pretty pretty good. I do. Agree. I did think it's funny, though, Dory, that you say it looks conventional because – you, it has got that classic zombie, but it's just like, oh, you know, it's conventional. Just another zombie TV show, not another one of these. <laughs> well, no, what I, what I, what I mean by that is like the camera work. You can tell, like they just have these 
shots that are set up in such a way that they've got the crane doing the big sweep over the car that's just flipped, you know, on the side of the road. And it's, it doesn't feel, it doesn't have that sense of realism to it. I was hoping they'd be a little more almost documentary style, a little more shaky, a little more kinetic energy to it. And instead it just feels like it could be any kind of cop drama. I'm pretty happy that it's not like I find people go a little far now with those handheld and the kinetic type blah, 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 because I start to get a little seasick sometimes when I'm watching that stuff. If it's not done right. Sure. You can absolutely push it too far, but I was just, uh, it's the idea is that you're supposed to be kind of along with them. I mm-hmm. think that would have been cool, but I know my lifestyle is kinetic enough. And I don't need to see it on the goddamn TV. <laughs> My life is just like hyper editing, quick moving, jumping right. over cars. No. I live my life thirty frames at a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Jerry? Uh, that the, these are obviously all fair points that you bring. I mean, I guess as Christian said, we're gonna have to wait to see once it debuts at in Halloween on AMC. The one thing I will say that the last sort of like leaving note is that I, I think maybe they are going for that conventional sort of classic zombie uh, look because that's what this is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be, like I said, like a a zombie movie, like all the other ones that you've seen before, but that it just never ends and focuses on the human characters. So that might be intentional, but I might be grasping there. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, I think that's something definitely for us all to keep a, an eye out for. I know I'm pretty excited about it. And uh, we'll have to tune in October 31st on AMC. So, all right, so let's get into tonight's fantastic topic. It's a little thing that we do where we do fan-submitted topic ideas. So that's right, someone's getting a T-shirt. and that's, is it me? Uh, yours is in the mail, sorry. Uh, so the fan, the lucky guy or gal, but in this case, sorry, ladies, guy, is Dave in Toledo. I think he's from uh, California. But uh, he he has suggested that us, the Atomic Geeks, create our very own League of Extraordinary Gentlemen teams for other mediums. So let's give me, let me just give you a little quick refresher and or introduction uh, in case you, the listener, uh, aren't aware of what the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is. Now, let me start off very bluntly here. Uh, We are referring only to the comic book. Forget that shitty piece of crap movie that was produced a few years ago. The L-O-E-G, it will only be further uh, from this point on be considered a comic book. And this was created by, uh, you know, comic great Alan Moore. And the concept is this simply. It's a superhero team that merges together a collection of characters from the greatest works of literary fiction. So the League basically includes the likes of The Invisible Man, Dr. Jekyll, Professor Moriarty, Captain Nemo, Dr. Moreau. You get the idea. So it's almost like a famous literary fiction all-star team. So Dave in Toledo thought if what Mr. Moore did for literature, how about the Atomic Geeks do for movies and TV? And that's exactly what we're going to do tonight. We're going to create our very own League of Extraordinary Gentlemen for the following. 
sitcoms, the rest of television, and movies. So uh, I've asked all the guys here on the show to kind of come together to think of some of like, you know, maybe four to six member teams. We're going to throw all them out there and kind of collaborate and yam and jack and hoop and plap uh, <laughs> over these things and try to create the the best team or the best league for each of those subcategories. So if I may complete that long-winded intro, let's get right into it. So I thought, what better place to start, you know, uh, for our first League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is TV sitcoms. Let's start with you, Christian Nielsen. Why don't you throw out a candidate for the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen sitcom? Just one? Well, yeah, well, why don't you throw out one and get us kind of started, who you think could be a, a good well, person. And then well, we can blap over it. <laughs> or yam or jack or boop. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that sounds just great. Um, okay, well, if, if there's anything, one of the criteria I thought of when picking my team of extraordinary peoples uh, was that there had to be a leader of the team, like someone who has to be in charge, so to speak. And uh, for my uh, sitcom uh, League of Extraordinary uh, Persons, uh, the leader of my team would be Arthur Fonzarelli, otherwise known as the Fonz. Because basically this is the guy who commands respect and is able to, you know, get things done. Well, that's funny, Christian. That's exactly who I had as the leader of my sitcom. <laughs> and me too. I had him as well. He was my number two, though. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. But the thing is, the reason I had the Fonz on there is because I also had Sam Malone from Cheers, and I thought it would be good because they kind of fight over women. <laughs> they are so then you could similar. have that sort of them, the back and forth of them constantly trying to sleep with the women who are on the show. Yeah, but Sam Malone is an alcoholic, and he wears a hairpiece. I he's think a former wins. alcoholic, and it wasn't a hairpiece. Yeah, but he still has demons. Like he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> he still <trip>. has demons. <laughs> <laughs> but he's Sam Malone, and then you the, know, like his power, if he's fighting people, he could whip baseballs at them. But he had that groin injury. Good, good groin injury. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Andrew. I, I think Sam Malone is. Uh, you know, you can argue him as definitely a member of the team, but I don't think he's yeah. going to beat Fonz as the leader. No, and that's. I had Fonz as a leader as well. Like I was saying, we all stupidly picked the same people, but I'm just saying I'm throwing out there as well, saying it's funny because the Fonz, who does demand some respect and does have some superpowers, and apparently everyone on the Atomic Geeks loves the Fonz because he comes up more often than I would expect. It would just be nice to have a number two or a number whatever as Sam Malone. Well, let's let's stick. I mean, it's obvious. I don't think it's it's you know it's to no surprise that we all went there with the Fonz. I mean, he is he gets shit done. Let's be honest. The guy potentially we've talked about earlier on the show that the guy pretty much has superpowers, but the guy people flock to him, be it especially the ladies, but also guys. I mean, he demands respect. The guy is too cool for school. Uh, I mean, if you when you're thinking within this genre, there ain't no other Fonz. I mean, if, well, if what you know, if if you're looking for a true leader, though, like you've got the Fonz on your team for sure. But wouldn't Mrs. C be like his boss? Because <laughs> she <laughs> always told Fonz where to go and what to do. <laughs> well, she, I mean, the, the figurehead. The, the, you know, maybe even the person on the speaker that you never see is Mrs. Cunningham. Yeah, but I don't think Mrs. Cunningham could avoid the Malachi crunch if she was in that situation. <laughs> the Fonz could. You know what I mean? 
Well, that's why she's the off-screen leader. No. Well, the, it's, the, the, the team members have to be in the thick of the thing. I mean, they have to be all there. I mean, for crying out loud, who is the leader of, again, for the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen comic book? Freaking um, Alan Quartermain? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he was in the shit. He was in there freaking doing his thing for crying out. He wasn't sitting back at the base on this freaking teletype machine going, Argh, fight, fight, you know? Well, I, if, if it would help, I mean, we could maybe call Mrs. C a consultant to the team, but she's not yeah. maybe official fucking member. When, when they're really stuck, they call Mrs. C on the video phone. <laughs> and they go to her living room, and she's in her, in her apron, and she talks the shit out she, with them. Yeah. She brings cookies to them all. Now sit down. All right, okay. I can, I can accept that. <laughs> So, Dury, you uh, had Fawns as your number two. Who was your selected leader, though? Well, for my selected leader, I, I guess it was kind of more of a, I guess what they'd call the sage, you know, the wise kind of behind-the-scenes guy. And for that, I went with uh, Wilson from Home Improvement, <laughs> the guy behind the fence. <laughs> just always standing behind something. Yeah, he's always the shrubs and the fence and Never saw the bottom of his face. Why are there shrubs in our headquarters? He's just so <laughs> mysterious, and like that's, that's practically like uh, a superhero costume in itself. But, Every like, mission, they're always like, "How is there always fences? We're in Buck. Like, you know, where the hell are we? We're in the middle of the desert. He's <laughs> always behind something. Why, why is there a fence on the submarine? For crying out loud. <laughs> Well, you know, we've actually come to an uh, an interesting conundrum right off the top here. We all agree, uh, or it sounds like we do, that the Fonz has got to be our our field leader. But do we need some sort of like, uh, you know, Echo Base sort of consultant or behind the scenes guy? Because we've got a Miss uh, a Mrs. C and now Fence Dude from uh, Home Improvement. <laughs> Thanks, well, the well, thing like- is, like, Fonzie gets things done, but uh, I think he, he, he's not a strategist. You know, he's, uh, he's, no, uh, he's no Wilson. He's an action man. That's right. Christian, what were you going to say? I, uh, I don't know. I, see, I, I would see Wilson as kind of like basically sending him out on the mission and basically mm-hmm. maybe the Fonz being like a field commander. That's exactly what I just said. So, uh, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> well, okay, next time I'll next, Turn your next headphones time. on. Next time I'll listen. <laughs> exactly. All right. <laughs> so let's, so let's to just nail that one more time. Fonz <laughs> is our field leader and Wilson could be our guy that sends him out on missions. What's the Christian, topic again? Are you again? clear on that now? What's the topic again? <laughs> All right, guys. So I think we're I think we're uh, in agreement now, at least on who is the head of this organization. Uh, Andrew, who's who's someone else that you would elect to be a member of the team? Well, in my mind, whenever you put a team together, the one very important member is the brains of the outfit. You need to have someone who's very smart and, you know, perhaps building gadgets for the people or weapons or equipment. Now, there are a few of these in sitcom history, but I decided to go for more of a comic relief type brain, and that would be Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. Super smart, kind of geeky, but could get, you know... Kind of. Kind of. Super, super geeky, but could, you know, figure anything out and build computer shit and weapons for people. Well, and that's interesting because I, I also uh, thought I was like, we need to have the brains here. And my where I went to was the professor from uh, Gilligan's Island. Oh, <laughs> those were my sakes. those were my two. 
that you I mean as long as he can work with other materials other than freaking coconuts and palm trees for crying <laughs> this out loud. Every weapon they have. Okay, now this palm tree shoots <laughs> coconuts. Again, yes, this but this one has poison coconut milk. We just have to hope that our team does not get stranded on a fucking island because then the then professor is going to be of no service. <laughs> <laughs> I would take the professor over Sheldon. I mean, fuck, if that guy can make like a washing machine out of fucking palm trees, think what he could do with actual real world materials. But like you said, I think he's stuck in that island yeah. type thing. And anytime you got stuck somewhere like <laughs> we're on a mountain or we're on an island, he would just... Shrug his shoulders and go, coconut? Mm. <laughs> hey, professor, we can't fit these coconut trees into the submarine. You're going to have to come up with something. Apparently they have a submarine. Sir, we have a bunch of other materials you can use. You have full resources. Nuclear. Get me a coconut. <laughs> and all the lagoon water you have. <laughs> Uh, did uh, Christian or Dury? Did you guys have a brains for our, the for the team here? Um, not not. I, I don't have one in in quite that sort of nerdy capable capacity. But I guess maybe Dwight Schrute would kind of fit into that category in in the kind of uh, get her done sort of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of someone who could go in and just blindly obey orders. He's he's kind of like the muscle. In a strange way. Maybe, yeah. Well, I wouldn't call him the muscle, but I think he has got sort of blind devotion. He's a perfect number two guy. Yeah, yeah. Picking from sitcoms, though, I struggle with this one. Like, who do you pick for muscle? If we already have the Fonz, who's the field leader, who's your muscle? I've got one. I I got one. Okay. Christian, why don't you give us your muscle? Okay, well, I guess I, I actually could have two muscles. <laughs> I have two muscles somewhere. <laughs> That's why he's so popular. Uh, uh, actually, I kind of had three muscles when I think about it. Well, okay, let's. These two, I, I, I was thinking between these two. I thought of uh, Earl the dinosaur from the dinosaurs uh, sitcom. <laughs> or, um, oh, I guess this, I, I, let's just go with Earl the dinosaur. My other one was Harry from Harry and the Hendersons TV show, but that was a movie, so nice. let's just go with Earl the dinosaur. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I, did, I completely forgot about that. That is terrible. He would never fit in the submarine. <laughs> He's way too big. I know. I guarantee my my muscle is going to fit in the submarine because uh, I would say there are everyone's little favorite girl robot, Small Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> she could be the requisite girl on the team, but she can also pack a punch. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think we've we found a winner with that one. Sure. I, I, I defer to that. Small wonder as the muscles mm-hmm. for the team. I think that's excellent. Yeah, I had I, I had Kenny Powers, but uh, I think Small Wonder pizza. <laughs> I do like the 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 thought of having like a beast creature type thing in the group would be good. But yeah, DJ wins. Well, you know, I do, Andrew. I was thinking that too because I, you know, where possible, it's good to have some sort of. Uh, you know, monster, beast, animal. And that's why I was thinking like, uh, the, you know, for me, we gotta have Mr. Ed on this team here. You know, <laughs> this guy, this thing's a fucking talking horse. I mean, that can drive cars and fly airplanes, for God's sakes. He could also, you know, uh, if we ever, they ever, the team ever gets into missions where, you know, they have to infiltrate a bunch of, you know, like horse racing schemes and stuff like that. Just, you know, send in Mr. Ed. <laughs> With small wonder riding his back. The, uh, the, it's, it's, 
it's funny you say that. I was thinking if you wanted to have a creature, I would pick Alf. Because then he doesn't really do much, but he sh- he's a creature and he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good sell job, by the way. But uh, he does oh. give you some intergalactic relations. Like, I, like, I was yeah, going to like, say. I have to sell Alf to you, DJ. No, I was going to say, but the guy's got, uh, you know, he's an alien. He could potentially speak multiple languages. He's got, uh, you know, alien resources potentially, like in the garage. Now, see, I don't, if, you were, if we need an alien on the team, it has to be uh, Mork from Mork. Yeah, I got Mork on my list as well. Yeah, because, I mean, that's a guy who went toe-to-toe with the Fonz for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah, I think Mork is sort of a given as well that needs to be on the team here. Dury, you got another one? Well, um, one of the, the slots that needs to be filled on any team like this is the uh, kind of the voice of reason or the, the conscience, um, also known as the one that nobody likes. Um, so I was going to suggest Diane from Cheers. <laughs> Fonz and Sam Malone can hit on her. That's right. <laughs> this practically writes itself, the drama here. <laughs> um, she's just, uh, you know, so infuriating, but, uh, she, I mean, she is usually coming from the right place. Her plans never work out, but, but I don't she know, has maybe. no skills though. She and doesn't, no, she, and she no writes boot. poetry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I wasn't sure if it was always going to devolve into fisticuffs or if sometimes maybe some diplomacy would be needed or. This you is, definitely uh, need larger breasts for that role. <laughs> I, 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 I gotta say, I really never liked Diane. I liked, was it Rebecca, the other girl? I think yeah. I liked that era of Cheers better. Well, see, when I was picking this though, too, I'm also thinking, like, is, is this gonna be, is this have to be like something that people would watch? And you, you can't have a show where everyone gets along with each other. You have to put some dramatic tension in there, right? People have to not get along. Nobody gets along with Diane. True. Mm. Or for muscle, you could take Carla. (laughs) (laughs) Take Carla, and we'll take Danny DeVito's character from Taxi. (laughs) And then they can have some weird, awkward sex, which every team needs as well. How do you feel if you're their kids, by the way? They must have kids, right? Yes. uh, I believe they're in therapy as we speak. They, they are they're, very they're, short, very hairy. They respond. Good grief. <laughs> oh, you gave birth to a gorilla. <laughs> uh, I have a, I have a, I, see, when I was thinking of these teams, I was thinking of more of actual offensive, actual physical powers and stuff like that. So, I mean, one what, what of the roles I thought that needed to be filled, too, was uh, magic. And uh, uh, my suggestion to fill that position would be a genie from I Dream of Genie. <laughs> Not that's pretty good as well. I mean, you can't yeah. you can't argue her powers, and she would uh, definitely be quite vexing for the Fonz. Yeah, she's oh. a piece of ass. I don't know. I reason. think you'd have to go with uh, Gob from Arrested Development. Gob <laughs> <laughs> for, for for magic. It's the final <laughs> countdown. <laughs> You know what's her? What was her name, Christian? That Barbara Eden was that? Yeah, yeah. She was pretty goddamn hot. If you ever catch that in reruns, that show, she was a nice looking lady. Or they never showed her belly button throughout the entire series. Eh? Did you ever notice that? It left really? a lot to the imagination. You, would you take her <laughs> over, uh, over Bewitched? Over Samantha? What? Oh yeah, in a heartbeat. I think For so. Sure. I think I would take her over Bewitched. Now, don't get me wrong. Elizabeth Montgomery is an attractive woman, mm-hmm. but. Freaking Barbara Eden, Jeannie, forget about it. What about, would you pick her over Suzanne Summers? No. 
Would you take her <laughs> over Meredith Baxter Bernie from Family Ties? Yes, I definitely would. <laughs> uh, now, see, over uh, Family Ties, yes, but any of her lifetime TV movies might be a different story. <laughs> well, <laughs> she could be a good voice of reason, too. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, another person that I thought is you need maybe the, the master of disguise on your team as well. And also, uh, <laughs> so I thought of who better than Cosmo Kramer? Because... <laughs> You know, if you remember, Kramer had quite a bit of alter egos, including H.E. Pennypacker, Dr. Van Nostrum, and even the movie phone guy. And, you know, Kramer was always one to come up with a bunch of harebrained schemes, so he might be sort of that loose cannon that our team needs. Mm. The Murdoch, no, not sold. Not racist. sold. He's racist, and you're racist for liking him. <laughs> <laughs> the actor is racist, not the character. <laughs> yeah, Kramer's not a racist. But, okay, so uh, anyone else? Does anyone else have any uh, people that they want to throw out? Well, I had one that maybe this would compete with the, the Sheldon character, um, and it was Radar O'Reilly from MASH. Um, just the super competent little sidekick guy. <laughs> and he's drinking his grape knee highs, but... Uh, Supersonic hearing. The guy's always ahead of schedule. He knows how does to that, get things. Does done. that fit as a sitcom though? Mash does. Yeah. Wasn't it an hour-long show? No. No. Well, it just seemed a lot longer when I was a kid. Well, it doesn't. It, it, even if it's an hour, like uh, it depends. Like even if it's an hour-long show. I mean, for example, the one thing that I haven't mentioned. Is there a laugh track? One of my not last, always. Not always. No. One of my last picks, which I kind of likened me to uh, a team member from the Avengers, was like the Sentry was the greatest American hero. Oh yeah, we forgot. Now, would we call that a sitcom though? It's a or, situation. It's, it's technically a situation comedy. Well, he's in a situation, and it's funny. Yeah, and it's it and, would, he, he's, yeah. and he flies like a friggin' goofball for crying out loud. I mean, You're in a situation, but yeah, I, I wouldn't. He say dealt it's a with sitcom. He dealt with some serious things, just like Mash. It, Death. It was on the list of Wikipedia's sitcoms as I looked at them the, today. I don't oh, know, wow. man. I gotta say, I, I would challenge that the uh, greatest American hero is a sitcom. I mean that because uh, that's like. I mean, do you then consider Fantasy Island a sitcom? No, because a lot some of the story. Uh, yeah, you know, it's been a it's been a while since I've watched The Greatest American Hero. I know for a fact that the that Fantasy Island would not be a sitcom because there were dramatic storylines from some of the people on the island. Uh, like uh, no, Mash is a sitcom. But Mash had some pretty serious. Yeah, but like, uh, like but so all in the family had serious moments at times. Yeah. Serious racist moments. Well, yeah, you, you keep on that. bringing this up. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, who's our team? What's our team so far? I forget. The way it's shaking out right now is our field leader is the Fonz. Our behind the scenes who maybe gives us missions is Wilson from Home Improvement. The brains is the professor from Gilligan's Island. Our muscle is Small Wonder. And our requisite alien is Mork. <laughs> So that's where we are. Forget, I mean, we, uh, we don't forget Genie. Oh yes, and then our our, our magic powered goddess uh, is the Genie from I Dream of Genie. So, do we feel like is was there any other additions that we wanted to put to our League of Extraordinary Gentlemen sitcom team? Well, so I was, say, what do we have as far as field as far as like the actual in the field team members? We have what the Fonz, Genie, Small Wonder, and who else? Mork and the Professor. Mork. Oh, okay. 
the professor's out there mixing it up? I thought he was back at the laboratory. No, but we're not going to get that specific. We're putting together a fucking team. I'm not. I, I mean, we're not writing their adventures of it. Like, I mean, like. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, I need them get the, occasionally. Listen, if we don't get the mythos down solid now, we're going to pay for it in the end. <laughs> could I? Could I suggest uh, uh, Dr. Cliff Huxtable and his love of jazz, or would that offend you, DJ? Well, it's good to have a. It's good. To, <laughs> his sweaters offend me. <laughs> That would be. It'd be good to have a doctor on the team. That would be. But we already have a professor. I mean, he can't fix anything. <laughs> you'll, you'll you'll wake up from a from an explosion with pieces of coconut in your body. Okay, yeah, so you'll smell good though. Well, the I, thing is, I, like, are any of these people we have on there actually funny? The Fonz has made quite a bit of laughs, and I've hello Mork. Uh, he'll have you in stitches. Mork is definitely <laughs> funny. I I don't think the Fonz is funny. Well, the team, we're not ready to make you, uh, like, the, I think the objective here is they're not necessarily making us laugh. They are solving crimes and saving the fucking world here. Through humor. In a, in a hilarious way. I, I think, uh, I think when you put together Wilson, Small Wonder, and Mork and the, and I Dream of Genie, laughter is guaranteed here, folks. <laughs> and crime will pay. <laughs> and crime will pay. All right, so I think that's going to do it for our L-O-E-G sitcom crew. Let's move on to our next category, and that is going to be movies. So same idea, guys. Now we can basically pull from all different movies. So, uh, Andrew, why don't you get us started off? Do you have a suggestion for the team? Uh, Well, I guess going with the last one, we should start with the team leader. Um, and there's a, there's a few of them out there eh, mm, that I kind of wondered about. And I think I ended on, uh, Sherlock Holmes. He's got the brains. He's got the know-how. He's got to go out and do it. He might be a little crazy, but that adds. I think he's know. unreliable. He's unreliable. He gets the job done. No, he but he's never in contact man. with anybody. He's... But he'd have to on the team. What do you mean, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr., Sherlock Holmes? Take your pick. It's a character. No, but it, it, okay. Robert Downey Jr., Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, hate him. <laughs> right. <laughs> you just set him up for that. Doesn't matter like, what I said there. What? He, he kicks ass. He fights. He's smart. Right, he was okay in the movie, but he still was not a team player for crying out loud. His own sidekick was punching him in the face for crying out loud. How could he lead a team? That That's would true. make excellent movie. <laughs> Anyone else have any suggestions for leaders? If uh, you're all poo pooing on well, Andy's. Well, he's crazy, but uh, and doesn't actually exist. But I was going to go with Tyler Durden. Interesting. He's uh, definitely an eccentric. Uh, he has leadership skills, or at least people do follow him. Yes. Yeah, but are they are, are they going to just be making soap all the time? Or are they actually be t- <laughs> getting, kicking some shit? Well, he's shown that he can blow up buildings. That's true. Oh, I just got this podcast flagged. <laughs> Christian, do you time. have a leader? You know what? I don't. I don't have a leader. I but you don't even have one of your own. Uh, it's so easy to make fun of yours. But um, no, it's just uh, no. I actually I couldn't come to come to grips with a leader for this what? team. Oh come on! No, there's yeah, so I, many possible choices. I know. That's what I mean. This is a large, large topic. I mean, movies is big. It's a lot. There's a lot of people. Um, here, here. So use I, one of my discarded ones. Have Gandalf. I'm going to say that's actually one of my picks, but not as leader. 
Gandalf was my pick for leader, actually, Dury. Oh, I'm going to go with Small Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> she, let's just, why don't we just put that out there that she's going to be on every team? <laughs> See, I had, I had picked originally Professor Xavier, but then that bleeds into comic books, so I was like, that doesn't count. Although, yeah, he carries a lot of baggage. Small, be a good leader. Gandalf was my magic guy. Well, I think, you know, obviously he can fit both requirements, but I, for me, I think he is uh, a perfect leader for this team. And, like, don't you think, Dury, just because yeah. he's wise, he's uh, a tactician, uh, you know, when you think towards the end of, uh, I think, the Two Towers, uh, you know, what, what, when he set up that whole idea, when he went and got the guys and they came down the mountainside, blah, 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 like he... Uh, I think he's got the ability to lead people. Obviously, he has the power. I think he's a perfect leader unless someone has somebody else. And he and he also has magic because he's kind of filling two roles. Yes. Now, Gandalf, was it a Gandalf the gray or Gandalf the white? The white. I think we need to have the white. The gray was a bit bumbling. Okay. I knew well, you'd say that, DJ. <laughs> Listen, I don't see things in terms of color, Barry. <laughs> My wife is Chinese. I should mind. Let me just reinforce that. Uh, all right, guys, so let's start. Uh, you know, uh, Christian, you didn't have a leader. Who do you have for another team member? So- uh, uh, one of the uh, other team members I have, I, ha- I had to have one guy that kind of keeps it street level, and uh, not necessarily street level, but in the realms of somewhat reality. And I think if there's a super team based on movies, one of the freaking guys that's got to be in this movie is freaking uh, John Matrix from Commando. So this is is this your uh, thought for the muscle of the group or just well, like no I, no I wouldn't say him as a muscle he's kind of more like the the dirty sneaky kind of friggin' uh, take no prisoners kind of weapons guy you know he's impossible to hit with a bullet I've checked that's right <laughs> <laughs> well that's not a bad idea like I mean I I knew we were probably going to go there with somebody I mean with com- whether it was commando or maybe to a lesser uh, extent. Stallone as Cobra, or maybe... Uh, yeah, see, that's what I think, but fuck that, man. Fucking John Matrix kills all those guys. You, you know? love he, that movie, eh? I love that movie. He he smells the friggin' enemies coming, for crying out loud. Give me <laughs> a break. <laughs> well, I mean, does, is anyone going to argue with John Matrix being on our team? I'm, I'm, no, John Matrix will kill me if I argue. Just <laughs> 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 dies when... Instantly. Now, I, if you're not picking on his muscle, like I did have... A well, it'd be kind of weird because you couldn't have Schwarzenegger in it twice. But I remember I they're picked, ca- we're talking about characters. So that's yeah, don't true. Care about but they the would actor. look very similar. How's that? <laughs> the uh, that could that, add to the some of the comedy that you know Dury yeah. is always lying. I thought for. you were John Matrix. <laughs> I was John Matrix. Uh, the uh, that I had picked T two uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger from T two as the muscle on the group. Well, that's he, not. He's that's, a robot. And he's strong. No, I like that idea. Or, or, or maybe we go with the other one that that almost beat him, the T one thousand. But he's evil. Right. What do you mean? God. I, okay, fine. Well, I mean, I think we can use. Uh, I mean, s- some e- villains could potentially be swayed to work with us. Could we say that? Yeah, that's fine. See, this is what I'm talking about, guys, with Andrew. This is why you got to boot him off and just put me on regular. <laughs> I mean, he just derailed the entire show there. I, there was actually we've, we've got We've got the racist, 
We've got Christian who doesn't even pick a leader, and all I want to do is stick with the T2. Uh, Can I just say something here? We let's just stop with the racism comments here. Like, we're 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 fifty minutes into the show. He's getting so nervous about it. That's exactly what a Nazi would say. (laughs) Yeah, his his group leader is Hitler. (laughs) All right, so. well, I've got somebody that I thought should be on the team here. It's like my muscle was I, I suggested fucking King Kong. I mean, like if we need if we need to have somebody, let's just call in the fucking giant ape and let him knock the shit out of the. Yeah, I, I was thinking exactly on the same page as you, except I did one better. I said Godzilla. Even either of them would fit on the submarine. No, <laughs> but they're gonna no. Godzilla will like walk beneath the submarine. Yeah, I like Godzilla. I think Godzilla's a good choice, Christian. I'm not going to argue with that one. You guys were definitely thinking a lot bigger than I was, but uh, those are those are good choices. Right. Yeah, I'll tell you how big I was thinking. I was also thinking about that friggin' living planet from the Transformers uh, cartoon movie. <laughs> like, it was voiced by Orson. Like it was voiced by Orson Welles. I forget what the friggin' name of the uh, character was. Oh, we can talk. Yeah, I remember that. Conversation dead. Uh, what's that? Huh? <laughs> <That's laughs> Dur- Dur- was thinking. I- Durr is thinking a lot smaller than King Kong. He was thinking of that uh, orangutan from the uh, Clyde. Unicron. Clyde from, from, yeah. <laughs> Left turn, Clyde. <laughs> Unicron. That's the name of it. That was, you know, that for that original uh, animated Transformers movie is pretty good. If you, if anyone remembers that, with the, you know, that was actually also Orson Welles' last movie uh, in his uh, biography, but. Uh, that movie's actually still pretty good. I think that's a, that there is a lesson for all actors out there. Be careful. If you think you're making a really shitty movie, you're probably going to die. Because what was it? Uh, Freaking Raul Julia's last yeah. movie was yeah. Street Fighter, for yeah. crying out loud. It's almost like a curse. You know, if you sign up for a movie and Rob Schneider walks onto the set, you might be dying. <laughs> you're going to hit by a bus. <laughs> So, uh, so Dury, you want to suggest another uh, member for our team here? Yeah, well, um, I, I wanted to pick uh, someone who was a good close-range fighter. Um, now, I was going to suggest my favorite girl in the world, River Tam, from uh, the Serenity film and the Firefly show, That's but uh, that is kind of obvious. trying to get two for one. So, uh, yeah, maybe obvious, but also that she really is more of a TV <laughs> character. So I was going to say The Bride from Kill Bill. Oh. Beatrix. Yeah. That was actually good, too. She was, because I'm, my, you know, my brain's always thinking that we got to have a, a lady on the uh, on the team at the very least. Uh, I, I, suge- I was thinking Ripley from uh, Aliens, but I think The Bride might even be a better choice. Sorry. What, I, yeah, I, but I, the ori- original Ripley or half alien something no 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 no. we're not talking alien resurrection cloned half alien biatch i'm talking james cameron's aliens get away from her you bitch ripley yeah i mean she's she's brave but she doesn't really have any skills what are you talking about she's launching fucking grenades at the alien pods she's fighting the queen alien at the end of that movie she would have that big thing i said she was brave I was brave. That's more than brave. That's- yeah, but the bride would kick her ass. Okay, and, and I—that's yes. Okay, that- well, what about I for for a woman? I had picked uh, Scarlett Johansson's character in Iron Man Two, the Natasha Romanoff. 
Black she's Widow. sexy and kicks ass. Mm. Yeah, once that's again, pretty good. I mean, silent. it's a comic book character, so that once. See, guys, see. <laughs> yeah, but I know I got to hand it to Dury though. The Thanks. bride it basically puts the exclamation mark on kicking ass. Yeah, I think that's a really good one. And she's got a sword. That's way better. Yeah, she was serious. buried alive for crying out loud. You know what I mean? She's anyway. practically supernatural. Um, I, I do have a good sort of uh, backup man, sort of a, uh, I guess your Chewbacca role. Yeah, but isn't Chewbacca actually? I just... It's Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, like, I, I just purged Star Wars from the. We talk about it so much that I just figured we'll leave Star Wars alone tonight. But um, I always loved Doc Holliday from Tombstone, and uh, I can't think of anyone else I'd rather have my back than Doc Holliday. He's, so this is like your number two. That's a good choice. That's one of yep. my favorite Val Kilmer performances, I have to Absolutely. say. Absolutely, yeah. That and his role in Real Genius. <laughs> yes. Combine the two, so it would be a very, very smart Doc Holliday. He's constantly dying of TB. Never you are my Huckleberry, EMC squared. <laughs> never pays for his drinks at the pop machine. You know, he's just, wasn't he like slicing up like tubes of dry ice or something, the shape of a quarter? In order to get his pop for free. So I've got to say, I don't think I've ever seen this movie, but God, what? you guys really? quote it so many times on this fucking it's show. Great movie. Build the guy's house with popcorn and stuff like that. Classic. Sounds amazing. Oh, oh Christian, anyway, give us another one. Uh, well, actually, I, I, I did go uh, to Star Wars, oddly enough, uh, although I admire uh, Mark Dury's restraint in his picks, but I, I said uh, Yoda had to be on the team. So... That, that's uh, my. I started thinking that too for going. You know, the brains or the 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 wily veteran, if I may mm-hmm. call Yoda that. Uh, but uh, you know, I tried to go. Hmm, that's such a good choice. Who's going to be better than Yoda? Because few are. Anybody. But- He's wrong about so much. <laughs> what? Yoda is. He gets his ass kicked by the Emperor. He does. Shit did not go down well for Yoda. He did not have anything figured out. Well, he kind of successfully trained Luke somewhat, no? No. Look at him, he's a whiny fucking bitch. No, but remember he was doing a handstand, lifting some rocks? <laughs> you think he's like Rotten. a Cirque du Soleil sort of trainer? A little sort of, uh, Luke didn't know that before. Luke wasn't doing that on Tatooine, I bet. Perhaps and not, it, so maybe he taught him how to do a handstand. Yeah, but, uh, and everything he says sounds like it means something. <laughs> in sort of a backwards bumbled sort of way. That's right. Toilet I have to go to. <laughs> he, he speaks wise, but he, he did not see shit coming. And so, I'm sorry. That's, he's three strikes against him. Well, you know what? How about this then for the brains of our movie operation here? I'm thinking Dr. Emmett Brown from the Back to the Future films. <laughs> uh, I like good- that. Yeah, that's a good professor role. I fucking love those movies, by the way, the uh, the Back to the Future films. And in fact, I think they are getting the Blu-ray treatment or they're being re-released in theaters. I, I was reading about that today, which I'm pretty excited about. But when I when I started thinking about, you know, brains, professor sort of thing, there's nobody better than him. He's fucking awesome. I mean, the guys, uh, you know, obviously he can do time travel and whatnot. He can build a fucking car that can fly and he's also, you know, pretty smart. So I think this guy's got to be on the team. I cannot believe I'm voting against Yoda, but I just, <laughs> I, I, I kind of wanted this to be as the non-Star Wars team, if possible. Yeah, 
You know what's um, funny? Like, I remember being, like, a, a kid slash teenager and feeling like a... <laughs> like that there was a void in my life because I didn't have a Doc Emmett Brown. Like, like where's the part where the sassy, you know, young upstart teenager makes friends with the genius? And uh, you I don't mean know, you I didn't thought, go to some old man's uh, garage every uh, <laughs> afternoon <laughs> when you were a child? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that might have just been me. <laughs> you did have some elderly gentleman showing you his experiments, and I'm using air quotes there. Or no, actually, even better, Christian. You didn't have some old man showing you his flux capacitor? <laughs> you didn't ride in his DeLorean? <laughs> you guys have taken this to a very dark, very funny place. Oh, my God. So we're, all, we're all working so hard to be anti-Star Wars. That removes one, my one choice where I... Of having Darth Vader on the team, for yeah. that you know, because yeah, that also regardless, Darth my- Vader would be funny because he would always just be like so straight deadpan. <laughs> yeah, that also removes my choice of the entire cast of Star Wars. So I guess I'll scratch that out. <laughs> just ice that off my list. Here. I don't think I don't think Darth Vader would really get along very well with uh, Walter Sobchak from the Dude, you know, from uh, the Big Lebowski. Or could you imagine uh, Darth Vader trying to calm down and control Godzilla before they go out on missions? <laughs> so, Andrew, if you okay, so you were saying you had uh, Darth Vader, but you know you were going to maybe withhold that one. Uh, why don't mm-hmm. you give us another one? Um, this one, this one really works towards my uh, movie fetish of kung fu. But I gotta have me some Bruce Lee from Enter the Dragon. So give me some kung fu fighter like Bruce Lee, and uh, I'm happy. Well, you know, that's uh, a pretty good too because you on a team. Let's think of like even like Ocean's Eleven. You always got to have like a silent little sort of uh, assassin, if you will. <laughs> Asian. 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 Yeah. <laughs> you guys, who's the racist here? You guys, I wasn't even saying that. You know, you you some kung fu fighting. But we already have the bride. Now, but you can have two. I don't know. It's Bruce Lee. He's better than the bride. Yeah, I have on my list. I have a ninja. What about Morpheus? Yeah, but he won't have the power unless they're all inside the matrix. I thought about having Neo, and I went, wait a minute. They're yeah, not in the Matrix. You're right. That'll you're be right, like yeah. that'll be like cave uh, cave land partying, uh, friggin' Morpheus. Right? That won't be friggin' ass kicking <laughs> computer world Morpheus. You just have dancing, raving Morpheus. Yeah. Okay, but wait. How about how about this then for uh, another member of our team? I'm thinking Mary Poppins. Hey, we're waiting for the explanation of this one <laughs> because she has uh, basically the power to make people go into song and to cheer up. The girl's a fucking empath, and she can fly. <laughs> I think you know this diplomacy. It's not like as Dury was saying about our sitcom team. Sometimes solutions need to be solved not through a fucking karate, but maybe like, through just a good old song. I think she's a. You know, I think we're underestimating the power of old uh, the pop. Yeah, you know, I I think I think I vouch for that choice only because I would I, I would love to imagine Mary Poppins kicking some shit, or, or Mary Poppins <laughs> trying to cheer up Darth Vader. Darth Vader's not on the team. He's not on the team. I, I know. It's funnier than saying Godzilla because you're let it go. 
<laughs> okay, so uh, okay, before we finalize our team here, does anyone have any uh, other last-minute suggestions for the squad that they wanted to get out? Nope. Nope. All right. So here is our League of Extraordinary Gentlemen for movies. Our team leader is Gandalf the White, but I don't see people in terms of color. Uh, then we have weapons master John Matrix. The muscle of the team is Godzilla, and Godzuki is nowhere to be seen. Uh, then we got to have the bride, Beatrix Kiddo from Kill Bill, we got, our number two to Gandalf is Doc Holliday. Wow, those are going to be some interesting conversations, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, the, the brains of this outfit is none other than Dr. Emmett Brown. And then our sneaky assassin, you guessed it, Mary Poppins. <laughs> All right. So, guys, our last group that we have to assemble, our last League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, if I can say that any more times, now is for TV. This is any non-sitcom. Call this TV drama, hour-long shows, genre shows like your Battlestar Galactica's, whatnot. So uh, let's go to work on this one. Uh, Mark Dury, why don't you get us started? Okay, well, I don't I'm, – I'm, I'm not going to do a leader yet because someone else may have stronger choices. But uh, I, I would admit. I would imagine somewhere on there, there's got to be a, a, a slot for Spock. I, I think that's a given. Is anyone going to argue that Spock should not be on our team as least at least brains or a guy with the best haircut? Well, not unless you have something <laughs> against uh, Vulcans. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Those My best friend is a Vulcan. Now, Vulcans are the worst fucking drivers in this goddamn world. <laughs> Those green-blooded bastards. <laughs> if there's anyone I'm racist about, it's the fucking Vulcans. Especially those half-breed ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing those half-ass mind melds. What do you call That's not a mind meld. <laughs> All right. So, but with Spock, Dury, I, I, you know, even though that's we're maybe not suggesting as the leader... I think Spock's got to be on the team. I don't think yeah. we're going to have any complaints from that. Uh, Christian, do you, you you were, I think, trying to pipe in there. Do you have a leader? Yeah, well, my suggestion for leader, although uh, I, uh, I hesitate now only because uh, Star Trek has been put forward, but I think my ultimate leader of the team in the field would be uh, Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah. That's I interesting. Think, yeah, that's why I said Spock first, so that you can't pick another Star Wars or Star okay. Trek. I have I had picked Picard as well as a, for a leader. Yes, yeah. it's a good choice. Like, if it's not going to be Picard, then it probably has to be Hannibal from the A team. Well, you know that's where I toyed with. It's interesting that you guys said that because my eyes, uh, Picard, I was sort of going back and forth on, but then I was like, shit, man, yeah, I think our team leader's got to be Captain Kirk. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm not having a team with Spock and Captain Kirk on it. No, and no, you know what? I'm sorry, but fucking Picard kicks friggin'. Uh, Kirk's ass all yeah. over the place. Oh my I mean, god, the internet down. just cracked. Hands <laughs> down, man. Fucking Picard is fucking badass, man. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Captain Kirk, but he's just basically uh, a Lothario with an interstellar friggin' uh, brand of herpes in his crotch, for crying out loud. Wow, that was the best description. Someone please put that on Wikipedia right now. <laughs> Lothario with intergalactic herpes in his crotch. 
<laughs> Somebody Make sounds sure. jealous. Argue with me. Dave in Toledo's getting a new T-shirt. <laughs> with, I have interstellar, with interstellar herpes. <laughs> I would. Uh, I'd put Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly up against uh, your so-called uh, Picard anytime though. Another, oh, another good you. choice, but once again, super obvious. Well, so Mal, Mal is an interesting character, but freaking Picard's got his shit together, man. Yeah, yeah but all look, at the, look at the resources Picard has to draw on. He's got this huge friggin' ship and a, and a, and a crew of, I don't know, nerds. Any situation Picard's been in, he's been friggin' taking charge and t- kicking ass and taking yeah. names. I totally agree. I can't think of a better leader than Captain Jones. You know, I, you know, I hate to, Go to the Star Trek well twice on a team, but I, I, I'm gonna have to take the, you know, the hosting duties here and say that Picard has to be the leader. That's good. I mean, I, I, I was, I thought, you know, Kirk had that sort of machismo a little bit, but you're right. I think Picard probably makes the better leader. It'll be interesting to see what fans think of that one. Maybe uh, we could give him a mustache just to make him a little different. <laughs> <laughs> but then he'd be from like a mirror dimension or something. That's true. Uh, okay, so um, Christian, why don't you g- give us uh, another suggestion for the team? Another one? Okay. Yes, I just gave that one. No, I don't care. Uh, let's see. I-, I-, I made an obscure choice for a blaster on the team, and uh, my obscure uh, choice was uh, Johnny B from the short-lived television series, if anyone can remember it, The Misfits of Science. Okay, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to probably illuminate something about this character because I'm. This was a short-lived uh, television series. It basically was a group of young people, all with kind of superpowers. Uh, this was the first television show that Courtney Cox appeared on after her uh, fame, uh, bringing performance on uh, the, the Dancing in the Dark video with Bruce Springsteen. And uh, one of the characters on this show was Johnny B, which is a rock and roll musician who was electrocuted and somehow developed these basically electric powers. That's terrible. All right, Andrew, do you have any uh, suggestions for the team? Uh, I, I can't really comment on Christians because what the hell? Um, Someone out there is agreeing with me, and write me an email, and I'll send you a coaster. <laughs> so, Bloom, do you have another uh, suggestion um, for the team? Yeah, you guys had thrown out Spock earlier, and and he obviously is a has a very astute brain. Like, he's a very smart fucker. Well, I had kind of picked... That's what they say in Starfleet, I believe. <laughs> Actually, says it. He has an astute brain. He's a very smart, yeah. smart fucker. It says that on his card, I think. Yeah, that, yeah, fuck, that new ship. Fuck. That new ship. Does it got a smart fucker on it? Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe maybe uh, Captain Kirk is the smart fucker because he fucked everything. Anyways, um, <clears throat> I had picked Walter Bishop from Fringe to be our science geek, smart guy. That's pretty good. I mean, I hate to argue with anything, uh, Walter Bishop, because he's a fucking awesome character. Um, Spock. It's funny because isn't his uh, his arch nemesis actually Leonard Nimoy? Yes. I see what I see what you did there, Andrew. Interesting parallel. Spock is a science officer, though. Do we need a science guy? Another science guy? I I didn't know Spock before. I'm just throwing it out because I think what you're adding with Walter Bishop is very good acting. Yeah. As well. Uh, where, you know, no offense, Leonard Nimoy, well, I guess he is a Vulcan. He doesn't really have too much for emotion to add to anything. <laughs> so we can't, can't really blame him. Yeah. At, at what point do we start worrying about the actor's performances on the team? Just now. Well, 
technically, it's you know, it would not look too bad on our team if they got an Emmy. Like that's, <laughs> you know, so. But uh, I, I do agree. I mean, I think Walter Bishop. I love that fucking character. I cannot wait yeah. for Fringe to come back. But I think Spock is going to trump him a little bit. Uh, a, a suggestion that I have for a member of our team uh, in terms of, you know, basically, let's call him the explosions or explosive expert. You got to have MacGyver on this yeah. team for fuck's sakes. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with that. Actually, I'm slapping myself in the forehead right now, realizing why didn't I have that on there in the first place? So I'm no not. arguments for MacGyver. I mean, come on. Richard Dean Anderson had to show up in some form or fashion, but I mean... Uh, but MacGyver is a no-brainer. Uh, Dury, do you have another suggestion? Um, yeah, I was going to uh, suggest for sort of a your mystical magic shapeshifter character, um, Simon McCorkendale as Manimal. <laughs> oh, oh, let's, let's talk about Obscure now. <laughs> but I, I, I agree, that's who a did, great choice. Who didn't love Manimal? You could also go with Ottoman. <laughs> Oh, I go with Manimal. That's awesome. He could turn into a panther and a bird and that was it. Snake. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so, I love that. I love that show as a kid. But I mean, who doesn't want a shape shifting, uh, you know, handsome British guy on the team? And but think about it too. Who doesn't want the code name Manimal? I mean, how fucking awesome is that? <laughs> you know, that was the entirety of the pitch for the show. <laughs> they didn't even explain. It. They just said Manimal. And then they just drop. They just like stood back from away from the desk and dropped their papers in front yep. of it. <laughs> High five each other. <laughs> Let's go drinking. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a lot better choice for my kind of like beast-like person for the friggin' team. I was, I actually suggested uh, Ron Perlman's role as the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do need a creepy, weird guy. They, you know, the teams generally need that. Yeah, like uh, what we really this team needs is a sucky half animal, half man crying about a freaking broad all the time. <laughs> I don't know if I can go on this mission. My love is too listen. She doesn't love you. Where you? We gotta go fucking kill this guy, man. Look, look in the mirror for Christ's sake. Go claw this guy's so eyes out. So ugly. Let's go. Don't <laughs> you eyes of your head. You know what the funniest thing is when you really want to talk about ugly. That poor actor, Ron Perlman, when you think about it, he's about 95% of his roles, he's been covered in makeup. They <laughs> will not let him be on camera, like, just as his normal face. He wanted television ugly, not ugly ugly. <laughs> he just gets cast because he's extraordinarily patient. He just he can sit still in a makeup chair. Yeah, and he can hold his breath for long periods of time. It's the size of his giant head. <laughs> Whoever does this role is going to need to sit in this chair for 14 hours a day. Who do we know? Ron Perlman. He is. That's Mr. Patient. Ron Perlman. Um, Okay, another person that I had uh, for the team as well, if we need, uh, I don't even know if this is muscle. Maybe this is just the weapons expert or just, you know, the go-to guy that needs to be on your team when shit is hit the fan. Maybe Jack Bauer needs to be a part of this uh, (laughs) squadron. He would, yeah, yeah. He's a field yeah, I, leader, like we had the Fonz. No, I know what you're going for, Dijo, and let me ch- think. Uh, let me take one step further with your choice. And that one of my suggestion was Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, whoa! Well, you know, it's amazing that we've gotten this far in creating League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and this is the first Chuck Norris suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> I think that wins just out of principle. 
<laughs> well, if we don't pick him, he's going to kick our ass. That's right. Into the sun. So, Andy, do you have another one? Um, well, I was going for, uh, once again, like you said, I like to make sure that there's a lady on the team. And this time I thought maybe I would mix two two things. Kind of, well, I don't know about how strong she is or anything, but I had to pick uh, number six or Trisha Helfer from uh, Battlestar Galactica because she is a Cylon and she is super, super sexy. She is extremely sexy, let me tell you that. Uh, so you had me there. Uh, so what's she, her role, though? Is she like an ass kicker? Well, she, she wouldn't have to. She would just, people would look at her and go, oh. Mm, that's true. And then someone else would punch her. But if we want a, if we want an ass kicker, and we also want someone who's kind of not too hard on the eyes, I thought maybe Buffy Summers from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, yeah, of course you would. I would pick Trisha Helfer over her for sheer hotness. Well, I mean, but Buffy's, you know, uh, is one of these, the slayers. She's kicking a lot of ass. I mean, she's helping the team, that's for sure. Well, you know, if you're going to bring this into the Whedonverse and we're talking about <laughs> female ass kickers. Um, there you go. <laughs> well, you know, you might have heard of a girl named River Tam. Do we is, do we just have to let you finally? Uh, we have to put River on this just to maybe repay you for uh, helping us out on this podcast. If, for the, if you're not going to give me a shirt, I at least demand that. <laughs> All right, she doesn't even have to go out on the mission. Just just give her a rank or something. I think we have some extra shirts here for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm all for River Tam. She's a, a friggin' a kick-assing is uh, a girl with the with the thing in the face. Yes. Okay, so guys, uh, you know our team's looking just about complete. Was there anyone else that uh, you guys wanted to throw out for contention? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, and what none of these teams have had, uh, in my opinion, is uh, a guy who like uh, drives a vehicle or uh, you know some kind of offensive kind of vehicle. I had yeah. two choices for this. Uh, I had thought uh, Michael Knight and Kit would mm-hmm. be a good addition to the team. Or uh, Jen, Michael Vincent's character, Stringfellow Hawk, and his helicopter, Airwolf. Oh, my God. In the yeah. in the show, do they just never get out of their vehicles because they're like a team? Was he actually called Stringfellow? That, I had to look that up because I, I knew he was an Airwolf, but I didn't know what his character was. I thought, oh, my God, that's quite the, the handle. I liked Airwolf. I liked oh, Airwolf. I loved it. Yeah, that's, so that's we actually should have one of the, like the one of the vehicles should just be in the goddamn team though too. That's I'd never... maybe put Blue Thunder up against Airwolf though. Yeah, but Blue Thunder is also a movie too, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. So, so Airwolf is kind of like an Airwolf had Ernest the television. Morgan. Yes, that's right. We'll be at the Fan Expo in Toronto on August twenty eighth, the seventh, and thirtieth. Whatever. So. uh do we? Uh, I think we need to have one of these vehicles, guys. Like on the, wh- yeah. what are we thinking? Would we say Kit or we say Airwolf? Let's get or the eighteen van. Yeah, the eighteen van. I was just gonna say oh. that eighteen van, turbocharged helicopter, or indestructible Trans Am. Okay, let's make the the eighteen van indestructible with a turbocharger on it. You know what? This could be a whole other topic for me to guest star on next time. Andrew can't be on. <laughs> Best vehicles in pop culture. Huh. Well, mm. I, I'm th- so I, I'm thinking I'm going to go with Kit. <laughs> huh. I can I can live with that. Just ignore what Dury said and let's take Kit. I like the helicopter <laughs> idea. Mm. Mm. Can it fit the whole team? That's why well, I said the A team van. 
Yeah, that's what. Oh, this is yeah, just when, maybe, with that maybe, when Spock and MacGyver, when they just send out two guys at once, they jump into Kit. Manim- couldn't you see Manimal and Walker, Texas Ranger, rocking out in Kit? That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, but a turbocharged helicopter, but yeah. Okay, so bring it to vote. What does everyone think for our team vehicle? I got to go with uh, Airwolf. So it's sounding like it's Airwolf, because Christian's, yeah. Christian's got like- a hard on for Airwolf. Yeah. And Andrew's like still right trying now. to get the A-Team van. I love the A-Team van, Bloom, <laughs> but, but in terms all, of sheer I'm firepower... You know, I'll be honest with you. All I'm trying to do is get one character in one of these teams. <laughs> no one yet. I well, you said Picard is the leader. I can see, yeah, but after Christian mentioned it, I can see how, you know, I'm really not adding to anything here. Did, but didn't I you say Airwolf? That's what I've been saying. Didn't Andrew say Airwolf? No. <laughs> you smartass. Did you say Small Wonder? No, that was me. Oh, okay. What about Doc Holliday? Did you say Doc Holliday? Hey, did I say shut up? <laughs> All right, Andrew. So before we complete the team, is there any other suggestion that you have for this? None that I want to throw out. Uh, Six million dollar man. Hey, that's pretty goddamn good. That's an awesome choice. Andrew knocks it out of the park. Right, you at did it. The last inning. Yeah, you, you hairy bastard. Casey up the bat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so let's hear how the L-O-E-G TV squad sounds. The, our leader is Captain Jean-Luc Picard. His number two is Spock. As part of the team as well, our crazy shapeshifters, got to be manimal, our explosion explosive expert is MacGyver. we got to have Walker, Texas Ranger, just because it's Chuck Norris, our Crazy action chick is River Tam, and that's also repayment for Dury, who's never getting a T-shirt. The team vehicle is the Airwolf, and as well, our hidden secret weapon is the $6 million man. So that's going to do it, guys, for our teams of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen from other mediums. Thank you, Dave and Toledo. That was a pretty fun one, and you can expect the T-shirt in the mail very soon. Yeah, but only if you actually email us your address. Other than that, you're shit out of luck. Email Christian. <laughs> All right. So before we wrap this up, why don't we move into our atomic picks? That's right. Our atomic picks. So let's go to our uh, pinch hitter, Mark Dury. Ooh, well, uh, this is a DVD that just came out um, today. It's the backup plan with Jennifer Lopez. Are you serious? No, I am so not serious. <laughs> I was going to say, what? what? Uh, well, my pick would be to avoid it at all costs. Um, no, the, the truth is I don't actually have a, a, a current pick because I'm still uh, in the middle of a book that I'm trying to figure out if I will actually recommend it next time. So That's why, that's why you're still in the farm league. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I just can't get my act together in time. Yeah, just do what Andrew does. You just make shit up. Oh! <laughs> uh, Six million dollar man. <laughs> Granted, on DVD now. All right, Christian Nielsen. Uh, well, uh, I have the dubious honor of uh, basically uh, reviewing a movie this week on this week's Atomic Picks. Uh, first of all, 
let me just say thank you uh, very much, uh, Warner Home Warner Brothers Home Video, for sending us free movies to review. Uh, we like to get things for free, and let me tell you, we appreciate it. And the movie that I had the dubious honor of reviewing is uh, the new film starring Tracy Morgan and Bruce Willis, directed by Kevin Smith, known as Cop Out. Now, I know the reputation of this movie already, and needless to say, when when I when it comes to movies, any of the fellows will you know tell you I'm a pretty soft touch. This movie was not good. Um, <laughs> it's I mean I can't really say much more than that. I mean basically I was watching this movie and I was twittering while I was watching this movie, and my wife was not giving me shit for doing that because she was twittering as well. Um, it's, it's, it's supposed to be an homage to 80s action movies. I mean, it would be much more of an homage if there was actually some action in this movie. Uh, and God knows, I, I love Tracy Morgan. I mean, let me tell you right now, Tracy Morgan in the television role, 30 Rock, that is the role that he was born to play. He is absolutely fantastic in that show. In this movie... As a nine-year-old veteran of the the New York City police force, I can't swallow it. I just can't fucking believe it. This guy, I mean, I, I, granted, I know it's supposed to be a comedy, but this guy is is it's just there are so many levels of ineptitude. I can't even begin to just explain. Uh, I mean, it's just boring, <laughs> boring, boring, boring. You know, it's just Kevin Smith's first movie without actually writing the film. I just couldn't enjoy it. The only thing that I did like about this film, though, was essentially what was called the MCM, and it's advertised in the front of the Blu-ray, called Maximum Comedy Mode. And essentially, this is basically director's commentary, but to the extreme. And it's basically Kevin Smith kind of popping in, in and out the movie, explaining why they did this, and here's extended scenes, and here's deleted scenes, and storyboarding. And that was actually pretty good. I mean, Kevin Smith is a very personable fella, and why we haven't done an episode on him on the Atomic Geeks is beyond me, but maybe we should, hint, hint. But if I actually had any kind of, you know, fond feelings for this film, this this sort of commentary would be absolutely awesome. So if you totally disagree with me, on Cop Out, you're going to love this fucking commentary, too. Terrific. But other than that, I can't recommend this movie. I'm sorry. It just stunk. All right. Andrew Bloom. But thank you, Warmer Home Video, for sending it to us. Warmer. <laughs> Warner Home Video. Jesus Warmer Christ. Home Video. Um, all right, enough, Christian. My atomic pick this week is uh, a series I've been watching thanks to Mr. Downs. Uh, I'm finally on season three of Breaking Bad, and uh, it's really good. Um, the, the only thing I have to say about this, movie, about this show is you kind of wish things would go a little bit better for people. Everything's very sort of, ugh, everything's going wrong all the time for people, but something about it just is so addictive. I have to watch the ne- next episode. It doesn't I'm like, i got to go to bed, got to go to bed. Okay, just one more. Just one more episode. And that seems to happen when you watch DVDs at home. If you haven't started watching this, I would highly recommend it. Um, dude from Malcolm in the Middle, can't remember his name, is awesome in this. And uh, it's very entertaining. I was going to say, Frankie Muniz is in his movies. Yes, <laughs> yes. <no? laughs> the kid is really old now. 
All right, and just one atomic pick for me. I'm going to kind of follow Andrew's lead and talk about a TV show that I have just uh, got caught up on on DVD, and that is True Blood. Holy shit, is this show good? Talk about a program that could not have existed 20 years ago. This is probably the craziest, goriest, most violent kinkiest TV show in history. Nudity everywhere, fucking supernatural shit. This is like Buffy the Vampire Slayer on Cinemax. It is unbelievable. Believe the hype on True Blood. Every single episode ends on a crazy cliffhanger. The characters are fan-fucking-tastic. The show is Way the fuck out there. This is batshit crazy television. It's not always for the faint of heart. It can get pretty fucking bloody, but it is fantastic episodic television. Cannot recommend True Blood enough, uh, and looking forward to see how season three comes to an end. But just like that, this show has come to an end. This is episode 80 of the Atomic Geeks. I uh, want to thank once again uh, Mark Dury for joining us in uh, Downs's absence. And thanks, Dave and Toledo, for the topic uh, suggestion. And uh, for next week's show, we've got Christian Nielsen hosting. Christian, what's in store for everybody next week? Next week on the Atomic Geeks podcast, we're going to talk about the brand new season of television that you are ever so looking forward to. Oh, okay. Like always, fa- oh, actually, sorry, I'll start over. Uh, one little note of business here. Uh, we, the Atomic Geeks, are going to be appearing at Fan Expo in Toronto this weekend. At the time of this recording, that is August 28th through 30th, 2010. So if you're in Toronto and get a chance to go to the uh, big Fan Expo show, uh, we might just see you there. Uh, you know, if you ever want to get in contact with us, there's a number of ways. We are on Facebook. Search for The Atomic Geeks. Uh, a number of us are tweeting and twatting on uh, Twitter. Uh, you can search for The Atomic Geeks or Hunk Burger or Atomic Geek Downs. And also, you can visit, most of all, theatomicgeeks.com. That is our website where we uh, update all information on new episodes and you can come and interact with other fans of the show and us. And if you do listen to the show via iTunes, I must plead with you, for the love of all things holy, leave us an iTunes review. Regardless of what country you are in, we will appreciate it. So that's going to do it for us for another week. Uh, guys, this is Episode 80, Michael Giovanni signing off for everybody. Just remember, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and get 24-inch pythons. We're out! You've just listened to another episode of The Atomic Geeks. Visit us at theatomicgeeks.com. Production by Andrew Bloom. Title track by Don't Look Down. What was that? What was that? Oh, oh, oh. oh my God. That, that sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs>